Hey there, it's Vashti Sarah. If this is your first time plugging in or tuning in to Post Blog, welcome. If this is not your first time tuning in, welcome back. If you listened to last week's episode, you know we talked about FOMO. We dived into the whole concept of fear of missing out, and we ended with the why behind their what. If you haven't figured out your why yet, hit pause, go back and listen to part one, take a moment for yourself and try to figure out why you struggle with FOMO. Your why is extremely important in overcoming FOMO. In my blog that I've written on FOMO part two, I talked about my why, the reason why I overcame FOMO in terms of schooling. For those of you who do not know, I struggled with school most of my life. I still do. It's not that I don't enjoy school. I actually really, really enjoy learning. Honestly, I just have a hard time learning. Not that I'm lazy, not that I don't put the effort. It's just really difficult for me to learn sometimes. Concepts don't immediately click. Math sometimes get convoluted in my brain. So it takes me a hot minute to understand a concept. Growing up, I was called dumb. I was called a dunce. I was called all the names you can possibly think about in terms of not being smart enough, not being good enough. Not by my family members, at least not by my immediate family members. I was called that by some family members, but in school by teachers because I just could not learn. My parents are the real MVP. They pushed me. They believed in me and they strive their utmost best to help me realize that I am smart and I am capable. Some even thought I was dyslexic, which to be honest, I feel like I was and sometimes it still pops up here and there. But just because you struggle with something, just because life's difficult to one degree or another does not justify living in that difficulty or being okay with that difficulty. I was okay with it for a long, long, long time. And I believe that, oh, I'm just not smart enough. I just can't learn or I'm dyslexic. That I use that as an excuse. And the only reason for me to graduate and move forward in my education was to please the whole world and to prove to the entire world that I was smart enough and that I was good enough. So my why, full circle, my why was not because I had faith in myself or I believed that I could. My why was for someone else. So I don't know if you figured out your why yet. If you struggle with FOMO, you need to figure out your why. But we're going to keep moving forward here. So your why, whatever it may be, should never be for someone else. Here's the thing. FOMO is a comparison trap that intensifies our insecurities. The whole idea of fear of missing out. Everyone in this world, to some degree or another, will have more. There will always be more in someone else's life. Someone will have more clothes, more cars, a more bigger house, or more finances in their bank account. Someone will always appear to have more. FOMO is exactly that. We sit at home and we scroll through social media and we look at all the morers in life and then FOMO creeps in. I'm missing out because so-and-so has two kids already and I only have one. I'm missing out because so-and-so is engaged and I just started my relationship. 
I'm missing out because so-and-so just landed an awesome job and I just started my career. I'm missing out and I need more because someone else fill in the blank. FOMO is a comparison trap. And the reason why it's a comparison trap is because that's what it was intended to do. It should provoke us to feel like we're missing out on life. It should plant seeds of insecurities in our lives. And they're not insecurities that were never there. At least that's what I think. For the most part, I feel like there were insecurities that were never dealt with. So for me, whenever I have FOMO, it's based on insecurities that I've struggled with in the past and I've overcame to some degree or another. And then it creeps up and I think, oh, golly, I never... I never truly overcame this. I still struggle with this. FOMO is a comparison trap, but the way to combat it is to figure out your why. I already said your why should never be for someone else. So what then should your why be about? This might be cheesy. This might not fit or suit what you'd want to hear. But as a believer, as a Christ follower, your why should be for God. Before you write me off, hear me out. Why do I say it should be for God? Your creator, God, created you. He created you so perfect, just the way you are. He created you exactly how he intended in order for you to have a certain purpose here on earth. So if he created you a certain way, with certain abilities, certain talents, certain gifts, then you should be walking in that. Now, if you're not walking in that, that's not God's problem. That's your problem. And this is where you take the initiative and go ahead and admit to yourself, I've been lazy. I need to go ahead and walk in my purpose, my gifting, my talents. Now, if you've been walking in that, then why are you looking around you? Is it because maybe just maybe you don't believe that God's made you perfectly the way you are? I heard this once. The extent to which we live in love, in confidence, in peace, in forgiveness is based on our understanding, based on our revelation of how much God loves us, how much confidence we believe God has in us, how much forgiveness we believe God has extended to us, etc., etc. So the root of the issue is an insecurity that never got dealt with. It's something that you need to talk to Jesus about. If you struggle with FOMO because someone else has five kids and you're just at number two, take a moment to just breathe and realize you are exactly where God needs you to be. If you're struggling with FOMO because it appears that someone else is just blowing up in their business, in their career, and you are where you have been for the past 10 years, never moved up, never advanced, then maybe it's time to reevaluate your priorities in life. Why have you not advanced? Why have you not made it in your career goals? God has placed you exactly where you need to be. However, if you choose to remain complacent, if you choose to remain where you have always been, there is no progress for you. God's not going to push you through the door and say, hey, I want you here. God will bless every step that you take according to his will. So if you're not taking steps, if you're not taking the initiative, then you won't be moving forward. God doesn't force. He won't force you to choose his will. 
that's a choice. The last thing I want to emphasize that has to do with FOMO is that faith without works is dead. So your why, I'm insecure because blah, blah, blah. How you fix it, I will make an initiative to first talk to Jesus about it and second, walk in his will, walk in obedience, take that step forward and quit being complacent. And the third step is to remember that faith without works is dead. So many of us struggle with FOMO and we will keep struggling with FOMO because we never take a step forward. We keep sitting down, scrolling on our phones, telling ourselves, I wish I have a bigger house. I wish I had that job. I wish I had that body. I wish I had that relationship. But we never make an effort for change. You can wish or have faith all the years of your life and nothing will change. But the only way change can come is when works is added to it. That's not a Vashti concept. That's a Bible concept. The Bible talks about that in James chapter 2. Faith without works is dead. You cannot have one without the other. Faith is accomplished by action. Without the action, faith will just remain faith. You will just keep thinking, I wish. My mom always says, you will keep having wishful thinking. God has created you to live and do in confidence and purpose. Whether you believe it or not, I don't care who you are, you have a purpose. I didn't think I would be able to graduate college, much less graduate school, but I did it when I shifted my focus from others and found confidence in Christ and understood that I can do this, that I have faith I can and I will put in the work and do it. Change didn't happen for me when in terms of education until I shifted my focus, until I shifted my vantage point. And I quit making excuses for why I struggle so hard in school. If you are living life to fit someone else's narrative, you need to hit pause, reevaluate, and kick it into gear. Live in confidence and purpose. You're not too far off if you've figured out your why. Once you know your why, you can combat FOMO. And don't get me wrong, it'll come back up again. FOMO will creep back up again one way or another, because that's just one way the enemy traps us, traps our hearts, traps our minds, and controls us to think that we are not good enough, not making it, not up to mark. But that's not what God says. For someone who created you perfectly, for someone who created you with purpose, then FOMO should not be in the equation. That's it. That is part two. FOMO is an ugly, 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 ugly character trait. And I want to see you combat it. What's your why? Once you know your why, get into action. And remember, faith without works is dead. Don't forget to subscribe, hit the like button, follow button, share button, send it to a friend. And I will see y'all next week. Same time, same place. Love you. But remember, God loves you most.